What is good? What is up? It is Nate back with She Says with Street Wave. Around, surrounded by me, our intelligent, beautiful women. Uh, we're going to start off with the one and only. Would you like to introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, and then your shoe. What kind would you be and why? What's up, guys? It's Izzy, also known as Steak Fingers with a Z. Um, I'm an artist. Whatever that means, who knows? I don't really confine to categories. Um, I'm really into production, um, painting, writing, everything and anything, as long as it's expression to me. Um, if I was a shoe, I'm going to go with my same answer as last time. I'd be tomorrow's shoe because that's always ever-changing. Tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Tomorrow's shoe. I like and that. And today's shoe, I guess. Hey. Who knows? Two and one. What's up, what's up? It's your girl Jess, um, Little Miss Jess on Insta if you want to hit me up. Um, I'm a painter, writer, everything. I do marketing. It's whatever. I don't, I like to try new things. Um, yeah, what kind of shoe would I be? I'm thinking I'd be a Doc Martin. Like, hey. very just like the boot, the classic boot. You know, yeah. got to break that shit in. Like, it's a little rough at first, but you know, once you wear it in, it's really, it's always there for oh, yeah, you. Yeah. Like, never let you yeah. down, get you through the weather. Hell yeah. yeah. Durable. Nice. Durable. Strong. Strong. Everlasting. Yeah. What's up? Let's Quality. Go. Let's go. What's up, guys? I am Kate McFerrin. Uh, you can hit me up at KJO Model. And uh, I also have a, a separate gram that's uh, my personal gram and kind of my video production gram, which is Kate McFerrin. Um, I am a full time video editor at a marketing agency, VML YNR. And I also do modeling on the side. Um, that's kind of been my hobby recently that I've invested a lot in. Uh, I'm also doing freelance editing and I'm very into video production, so kind of directed some things and I'm going down that path as well with uh, production. So yeah, um, yeah, there it is. for a shoe, I, I think I would have to be, I honestly would have answered this differently and I think I would answer it differently if it was summer. <laughs> hey, the but sun's out. Yeah. But it's yeah, 30 true. degrees that's outside. True. It's, uh, it's cold. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to be a heel. A heel, but like one of those, like, I call them chunky heels, but it's like the thick, uh, the, it's not a stiletto. You know, I'm not a stiletto. Yeah, I want to be able to stomp through some snow and like not Through someone's skull <laughs> at the same time. It's Kill them. It's a tool. Um, if you're, if you're in, a, in an emergency situation, uh, if you were a karate kid, I can be and useful. you need it. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's the shoe I would be. Yeah. Right. right. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, so Money. that's that's yeah that's uh, that's what I was thinking in my mind. But with her stripe disco pants on. The one I always on. wear. The one that yeah with like my stripe pants or my silver leggings or. Where you're like, that's Kate. Yeah. <laughs> There she is. Look at those boots. <laughs> yeah, there she is. The, it's, this, uh, it's a boot that you can always wear. Like, and it j they just don't hurt. I don't know how. But anyway, and I dance oh, in them. So. That's good. Yeah, keep it boogie. Um, oh, I dance. So on the last episode, we kind of concurred on everything and throughout the episode that self-love was definitely important and should be important to everyone. Although I think I feel, I feel at times there's distractions in life leading us to love ourselves through other people or loving ourselves through things 
through acts of different things and whatnot. Um, but I, I kind of want to keep on moving into self-love, but passed into mental health, the positives and negatives of that realm. So what I did was I put some questions in a jar. I love for Izzy, since you'll start it off, to pick one, pick one, pull one out, read it, and then I just want us to kind of soak into that question and to the topic and the words that are just, you know Sweet. said through the sentence. So cool. go ahead. All right. Taking the first little little piece of paper. All right. Okay. Who do I listen to in times of need? Okay. That's a hard one. So, yeah, this is hard. Okay, so ideally, the answer would be, oh, I listen to myself. But whenever I'm going through, like, r like just in a really, like, low position, I kind of turn to my support groups. For example, there was this time, um, like, last week where I was, like, in this really dark place and, like, I knew I couldn't be alone. So I had to reach out to my friend and I was like, hey, going through like something's happening like I don't know what to do and she was and she like right then and there she like ordered me an uber and so in that case like trusting myself to listen to my own like need to reach out I think that's also important because sometimes like especially when you're clouded with all these emotions you can't trust yourself because it's yourself that's telling you all these things but like ideally most of the time you should or at least I should listen to my inner wisdom but I know enough to know okay I can get a little crazy yeah. so shout out to Jonah Rose for being the homie <laughs> yeah. what a friend yeah I mean I don't what do I who do I listen to what do I listen to I I mean I struggle I try to listen to myself I sometimes my experience I don't know I've I feel like I've always second-guessed myself, and so I'm at a point in my life where it's like I need to learn to trust myself, and so it's kind of like what Izzy's saying. Like, I mean, yes, obviously there's a part of me that's also giving me these issues, but I have to learn to like wade through it and also like trust that I know what's right for me, and um, I don't know. I also turn to like books. I know that's weird, but like I read. I kind of like, I remove, I try to like remove myself and go into another situation, which I don't know if that's what I should be doing, but it's kind of, it kind of gets me out of my own head and I see other, like when I read books, I see situations that I'm like, that applies to me and this is like, sometimes it's just reading that stuff is like, I'm not the only one out there that's like experiencing this, you know what I mean? Sometimes I'll just get on the internet, like if I'm struggling with whatever it is, I'll just kind of see what's out there. Like, I'll see if there's other people that are experiencing what I'm experiencing and that's kind of, I kind of listen to everybody and myself all at the same time, so. I know. I mean, also my girl Molly. That's my bestie since like forever. I can tell her anything, and she'll be like, "Okay." So like when I am kind of crazy, I've given that girl so many crazy <laughs> fucking phone calls. Like and that bitch is just like, "It's all right. It's all good." But she's also a doula, so she's like an amazing person that just like is there for people in these like times when it's like very intense. So she's she's a dope ass chick. Um, I think in times of need, I. I do multiple avenues of kind of self-help, and uh, one of them is trying to understand where I'm at, and, and, and also, like, I'm the kind of person where kind of a perfectionist control freak to an extent, um, and so I have to, like, learn to give myself grace with where I am and being okay with, with where I am, even though it's not where I want to be. Uh, and then on top of that, like, 
doing things just for myself that I know is good. So that's that's reaching out to friends and um, you know reaching out to family or or whoever. But I actually I think that a lot of it is just taking time uh, to like just calm myself down and like just be with myself. It sounds weird, but um, some of the like most like the most helpful moments have been when I just take time in the morning for myself and I just sit and be still and um, listen to music and <coughs> some of that's like meditation, but I also have like a really deep faith. And so I turn a lot to my faith. And so kind of going back to, I do a lot of reading of like some truths that I, that I believe and, and you know, like, you know, not all of it's like the Instagram, like, cute little quotes that like ooh, inspire you but like actually truly trying to think about those things and and applying it um is super helpful for me so i almost do go to those like ideas um that are just really inspiring okay with yourself like learning to kind of be okay with the part of you that's like not necessarily like pretty you know what i mean like just learning to be okay and like with yourself that you are that way but like knowing that you want to try to progress like out of that of course but like also knowing that like this is also kind of the shit that makes you you and everybody's going through different shit and so like just learn to like I don't know like you just got to figure it out and like just once you're okay with you like you start to figure out like who you are what things you do want to fix like you help to prioritize it like once you're just okay being you like that's I mean for me that's just what I've been working on a lot in the past year mentally like like I'm good enough like I know that sounds ridiculous but like the art of what is it the subtle art of not giving a fuck that book yeah. they say that like there's like a point like in the very end with the last chapter he's like you matter like you are like enough and like yeah. I like that part like I started bawling immediately yeah. like yeah. I was just like yes like that's that shit that that's I need good. like I need to hear that like sometimes yeah. it's hard to be like you're good enough just the way that you are like don't let anybody tell you that like you're not good enough because you do have these moments of like that aren't pretty that are nasty yeah. and that they're yeah. ugly like yeah. but that's that's life like that's real shit that's the shit i want to know about people like that's yeah. i'm like tell me who you are like what yeah. that's that's a person that's real yeah. so I have, I, there's, a, there's an idea that i came across of at, at one point when i was kind of going through a lot of these ideas of like Let's say that I, I don't contribute to society and I don't have any skills and I don't, like if you take away everything that I identify, like who I am, like am I still worth something? Yeah. And so that, that question of like, okay, let's say I don't have money, I don't have a job, I don't have, like strip everything away that I hold like proudly as my identity. Like am I still, are you still worthy of something? Well, and, and I think people... You know, the self-love, they're like, oh, I hate self-love. What happen if we replace love with care, so self-care? You know what I mean? The, to just more, not just focus on the word love, but yourself and caring for yourself. Actually, do you call it self-care? Like, I feel like self-care is almost right. probably the better term. I mean, right. self-love. Right, right. Well, I, I, as, you, like, as you ladies. Well, I mean, yeah. as you were talk, as you ladies were talking, you know, like just kind of dawned upon me. It was just like. Maybe it isn't really self-love. It should be called self-care. Yeah, I think that's... Just for, for it to take... For you to understand that this is a, a bigger thing to, to do. You know what I mean? That 
we're all surrounded by love, but are you surrounded by care? That's love a good question. Is, love is such an overused term now. Right? Like love, everybody it is. loves everything. It it's is. like, yeah. I, mean, think about I like love pizza. Media. Like Instagram, it's like love. Like it's a heart. Like when you right. like something, you right. know what I mean? It's just right. like you're just constantly inundated with the idea of love. And yeah. so, I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's a great discussion. Which I think, I just mean, that, yeah. What's would up? you like to pull, oh, yeah. pull out the oh, next yeah. one? Not to like move on. We can always reminisce. Yeah. Well, what does help mean to me? What does help mean to me? Um, I mean, to be quite honest, the first thing when I think of help is like just somebody listening. Like that's when I usually reach out to somebody. I'm not necessarily like a lot of my friends. Like sometimes the reason I don't reach out to them all the time is because I feel like they have this immediate reaction that they feel like they need to do something to like like to fix it and to like and I'm like you don't like I just want you to listen to my shit like that's which that's kind of hard for people to do sometimes because they I know that they do want to help and they're just like thinking like oh my god like I love like here I go I love this person like <laughs> you know I care about them and um and so like they're always just on this and I'm like I just really want you like if I call you bawling and like I just sometimes I want somebody just to fucking sit with me like I might not say anything I might be just a blob on a couch like I just want or you know but I mean anybody can always bring over like a joint and like <laughs> roll up with me that'll always make me feel better but no. <laughs> the joint that's <laughs> what I think when I say help <laughs> weed give me a little weed no um no but yeah I, yeah I just want somebody to listen sit down with me just be there like that's that's help I mean, they can give me advice, too. And if they've been through the same situation or a similar situation, like, I'm always there to listen. But usually when you're down in a rut, the worst thing is when somebody's like, I know exactly how you're feeling. And you're like, no, the fuck you do. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So. You read this from a manual, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I, think, uh, I think that that ties a lot into, like, community and how important community is. And, and I've... I mean, obviously, it's like a it's like a given. It's like a duh. I mean, that's something that you don't really need to think about. But at the same time, it's like so hard to foster a community around you, like intentionally. And I think a lot of people, um, you know, whatever that looks like in your life, whether you're, you know, single and living alone and, you know, you've graduated college and you're working somewhere and, you know, your friends or your coworkers, but that's weird and trying to find community outside of that and like your personal community and, or you're married and, you know, you, you don't have couple friends or, you know, all your single friends, you don't have time for as much and then you don't have as much of that friend community. I think that just overall, um, no matter where you're at, community is so important and I've seen it multiple times over where I've just had to tell friends like, you need to be intentional about bringing people around you. And and that is, that's self-care. Because just having someone sitting nec next to you and, and listening, I mean, that's that's community to, to build that up around you. And um, honestly, the most, the most uh, community that I've had is, you know, it's, it's not in college, it's not, it was, it was after college um, when I had a group of friends, just a random, misfit toys thrown together because we lived in the same area and just wanted to have dinners together and we would like eat we would one of us would cook we'd host it we'd eat and drink and play board games and whatever kind of games and it, we literally were doing like team building almost like but not but also also drinking so it's fun but um 
but we and we like we became a family and we had a cheers and we would we would even do this fun game that was like initiation for new people. So we were literally building a, like a family and a group, and um, you know that all that can't last forever because people get married and move, and you know people are moving a lot, especially. But I know, I know. Um, but you know, just and and again, so I'm I'm actually trying to to recreate that again and just bring more people. I, it's hard because my time management is very difficult because I'm doing so many things. Yeah, so, um, but I'm, I'm trying to do that again, so that's like another goal of mine, just personally. Um, yeah, help. That's a, that's something I definitely say a lot. I'm like, please just help. I just um, wish I, hold on, I just wish I could come up with the acronym for help. Do you know what I mean? That actually oh. helps. You get it? I don't know. <laughs> and you, okay, H for healing. Okay. Um... E for. Anyone have an E? We can think about it. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Just okay. keep on going. Keep <laughs> it. What What does help mean to you? Yes. Yes. Um. Yeah, help is like definitely something that's like. I mean, to an extent. I'm kind of cynical when I reach out to people. Um, not because nobody is capable of helping, helping, but it's more just like, I'm probably not going to listen because, <laughs> like, that's just, like, me. Not because, like, that person doesn't have anything valid to say because they do. It's just, like, in these times of stress, like, I'm clouded with, like, you know emotional filters that like will and then like on top of that like negative projections or like taking things the wrong way and so like for me help is like a self thing it's it has nothing to do with anybody else because like no matter like someone gave me the world's best advice and I probably still won't listen to it not because it's bad advice but because of my own outlook and because of like the own attitudes that I have so like help for me is like like being patient with myself, understanding and listen, like everything that y'all been talking about, but applying it to myself and being like, I need to listen to like what I'm saying. Like, why is my mind screaming at me? Why is my mind telling me all of these horrible things? Probably because there's like a part of me that needs to be listened to or cared for. And like, I can't go to somebody else and like ask for that and ask for that care because like, that's not what that part of myself is even asking for. And it's just like, oh, okay, like, ah, chaos let me like find somebody else to like untie the knot but it's like once you learn how to untie that knot you'll be able to like do that in the future and apply those skills it's like that like what's that very cliche saying where it's like you in you you can't nobody else can love you until you love yourself again love but um you know but i mean that's kind of what i it's like that's true it's like how nobody else is going to help you if you can't like somehow try to figure out how to help yourself i mean sometimes i think you I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it is. I it's people, uh, and, and the frustration with with reaching out to people is that I think too many times people tell you things and try, like you said, try to fix your problems. Um, and I think that, like, really, what listening should be is, or at least a lot of times when when I'm listening to a friend, I what I try to do instead of telling them what they should do, I try to just listen and then ask them questions. Yeah. Yeah. That like because. That's exactly, like, what I do whenever people come to me. Like, 
instead of just being like, oh, you should feel this or don't feel this way. Like, because like telling someone how they should or shouldn't feel doesn't at all help the situation, especially when they're already struggling with like, oh, okay, like I'm already flustered. I'm in this weird like position of like everything is like frozen, but like going and like yeah. it's it's just weird. And like questions definitely helps because it like focalizes and it pinpoints like exactly like what you need to figure out and like sometimes that's yeah. all people need is clarity i think it sounds uh i almost think like if i if i describe this it's going to sound very like therapist sounding go for but it do it you know when i when i'm listening to a friend i really i do try to ask questions of like well why do you why do you think that you're feeling like that and, like just i'm just trying to help them explore it because it's hard to explore yourself and, and you don't know. And so asking those questions like forces them to like, oh, well maybe it's because of this. And it, and then I, you know, I ask or, and, and some of it is like, people just want to be resonated with, like they, they want you to understand. So you're listening, you're saying like, uh, you're kind of helping them explore and then you're saying, okay, so like, it sounds like you're feeling like this or yeah. like, is this how, and just seeing, and then saying, oh God, that sucks. Right. Like, and just being like, and and again, uh, you can almost like stay away from being like I've been there, you yeah. know. But more like, like it's validation without like validation ignorance. and exploration right. is what I feel like listening should be versus mm -hmm. like telling someone to do yeah, something. Yeah, like passively hearing is different than actively listening. Right. Incredible. I could just like sit here and just keep on going. Um, <laughs> Kate, would session. yeah, right. Kate, would you mind? Pulling oh up the yes. next question. I should have put like 50 tacks in there too. So I just like, this. fuck! How do I keep positive in my, in my life? Um, how do I keep positive in my life? <laughs> um, gosh, I feel like it's a lot of the same stuff that I just said, but... Um, you can I be a little bit more specific. It, I, I think mean it like all gets what, what, down what? to perspective. Sure. Of like what right. I do specifically to keep my perspective on like my life and the world. And a lot of it I think is just like gut checks of like where I'm at and talking with people and being like, so I'm thinking this and, you know, is that is that crazy? Or, um, you know, making plans in my life. Where do I want to be in a year or five years? Right. Um, and and having people around me that believe that I can do that. <laughs> like right. But with with photography, right. or when you go to a shoot, you're staying positive, right? Oh, you're, yeah. You're trying to. Yeah. So that's just a little bit more specifically in that kind of. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, like, hijacking. I'm like, do you ever, though, like, when you're at the shoot, like, do you ever feel like when you're there, like, you just kind of, like, if you are kind of having, like, a shit day, do you ever, like want to just be that kind of like brooding like like just use that and you're like do you ever do that or do you find yourself more like being like very like because like sometimes like people just like flip a switch and they're like i'm now very bubbly and like but i'm having a shit day you know what right, i mean but right. you won't know that like yeah i mean how your hangover stories oh how do you i mean let's go down that lane eh <laughs> <laughs> how did you watch my s stories um hopefully not so actually yesterday I went on a shoot and I was very hungover. It's okay because it was a it was a good friend that was shooting and um and I I also like let her know <laughs> like I am not on point today but you know I did but the thing is too with like hangovers and she was being so kind to me and uh and I was just making a joke out of it the whole time but 
you know, with hangovers, it's always a little fun because I'm so less filtered because I just don't give a fuck. And I'm laying there like, like, oh, my God. And so sweating it out as she's standing (laughs) there. There was one point in the shoe where we (laughs) um, Stevie was like, maybe just like lay, lay down like here. And I was like, yes, I will not get up. (laughs) And I was laying down. Yeah. This whole shoe would be me laying (laughs) down on the floor. (laughs) I had. Yes, like that. Hours or that's, w- that's what I want to do is sleep on a shoot. Like I'll just lay there. Well, actually, and you would uh, some shoots you think, oh, that'll be easy, like a boudoir shoot. I'll just lay on a bed. Uh, hell no, <laughs> you are sore after that because of how much you're arching your back you the entire time. Like you are, f- like flexing the whole time, like almost every muscle in your body in very difficult positions, <laughs> and and that's how your ass looks good is because it doesn't really look that good, and you're just arching your back enough to make it look good. Anyway, that's a whole different story. But um, I really I think that I do channel, but but that's like with uh, with modeling, I just feel like it's acting. So ironically, I like I almost don't feel like I'm ever myself when I'm modeling. If that because it's acting for me. And so I, ch- I definitely channel a lot of things into that. And I think that um, w- whatever look I'm going for, like I'm channeling whatever I have like experience-wise or my belief into that. Yeah, like, like all right, you know, sometimes the photographer will, be l- will, will like give you a feeling or something and be like, I just want you to, to, to be like, fuck you to the camera with your face. You know what I mean? And so it's like, Okay, yeah, like I, so, you know, you're, ju- you're channeling different stuff. And I think a lot of that is like uh, the belief about yourself too. Like to be able to do some of that stuff, you have to believe that you can be badass or sexy or fun or, you know, whatever that is, but just believing that you can, that you can pull that off. And because it's all confidence, like when you stand in front of a camera, you tell other people that you can do it and they'll believe you because you're confident in it and, and that's really anyway. I feel like that was a tangent, but <laughs> no, you're Just good. Started it. No, you're good. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I'm. I'm like. That was a good story. Keep on going. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if that answers your. But <laughs> but but staying positive in the times that you need to, it's not a sacrifice. It's a practice, right? right? Yeah, I th- I, and I really I think that everyone gets into a rut, and and I really think that a lot of it is just my perspective of. Um, and and some of it is just something that I've done that revalidates like m- myself and and my capabilities and where I want to go. So it's like, you know, if I want to be editing short films at some point, um, it's like, well, I've I've only done one, and but that one. So it's like, but that validated that I can I could do short films, and then just continuing to be validated through the things that I'm doing that I'm being successful at. And then, and then remembering those things. And I think a lot of times I just keep trucking. And then I forget all the cool shit that I did. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, wait, I did, I did this and I did this. And I've got people around me that are believing in me and encouraging me. And that's. That's a vibe. That positive vibe. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, like, I feel like the same way. Like, I kind of go through the same things, like, with art, though. Like, it's like that's kind of how like to try to stay positive I mean like in general it's kind of like positive about what because it's like there's different things like am I just positive in general in my life I mean yeah I mean do I have my rough days of course I fucking do like who doesn't but like am I generally mostly positive all the time 
yeah, there's not a lot of people that I could that I think are like, oh, Jess is just such a negative person, like, or like it's just, I don't know, like I, I really try to put like, I'm like every day is a new fucking day, you know what I mean? Like, you can do, who knows what can happen to you in 24 hours? Like even, just like who the hell knows? You don't know, and so I just try, like definitely I'm down. There are some days where I'm just like I'm not with it, and it's I really struggle. But like now, but like that's just me in life. When it comes to like my work, like. Like, being positive at my 9 to 5, hard. Very hard. <laughs> like, that's super hard, and I struggle with that every day. Staying positive about painting is a different kind of positive for me. It's like, you know, there are so many. It's more kind of like, you know, what Kate's talking about when it comes to modeling. It's like, I am an artist. Like, you just have to kind of, like, claim it. You're just like, I'm going to fucking do this, and I am it. Like, you're not going to tell me. Like, who are you? Like, um, and so, yeah, I mean... And once you just do that, it's kind of like what we're talking about also when it's just like you just being like cool with you. Like it's, it's all, like, yeah, like that's just how I stay, p I don't know, it's, I just try to just like keep going and knowing that like, this is going to sound very millennial of me to say, but like I'm a special little flower and like, but like everything that I do is always going to be me. There are going to be people out there that are similar, like doing things similar to me, but like still nobody else has my exact brain. And so like there is still, everybody's unique, like which does that make us all not unique because we're all unique? Um, you know what I mean? Um, Wait. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I just always, try, every day's a new fucking day. I guess that's it. That's my positivity. Like I just try to like, I definitely let myself dwell. It's all about, you know, letting yourself do your thing. But um, yeah. Um, kind of going on what you were saying about like how every day's a new day. Like I mean, for me, I practice dying every day. Like, th that sounds really dark, but, like, every time I go to bed, I'm kind of like, okay, this is, like, basically, like, a practice run of me dying and, like, thinking, like, okay, am I satisfied with, like, everything that I've done today? And then if the answer is yes, then I'm like, okay, cool, like, I can go to bed. And then if the answer is, like, no, then I'll, like, get up and clean my room and just, like, give myself, like, s a little satisfaction. Like, there's no, like, amount of how, like precious something is you know like it's not like okay this is more important than this but it's just like no like in this book that I read called super coach um it's one of my favorite books they were like it's the accumulation of average days that makes you extraordinary and it's like there's so much pressure holy shit right yeah. that was good like there's so much pressure to being spectacular and I'm like right. like you are the person that like builds that up like you can take as many grains of sand and like all of those like sand little spectacles that you create like that you bring together you're still like having this thing of sand you know like at the end of the day it's still sand but like how you value it and how you look at it is like s what matters you know because it's like oh this this section of sand is from like Tahiti and this section is from Florida like it like but that's like something that like you keep to your like not always keep to yourself but like that's I guess an integral part of it, if that makes sense. But routines definitely help me, just so I can like have those little like markers of accomplishments. Because there's so much stress of being like, especially as an artist, like okay, you need to be exhibited here, or you need to have this published here, or you need to like do this and this and this. But it's like, whoa, where in that can I just like make art and be satisfied with like putting like three brush strokes on something? Like I don't have to make seven masterpieces in one day, you know? I I really liked that that idea of like average days building up because 
I've often thought, you know, it, we're all out here hustling, like trying to do something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but are we doing it and being content with where we are versus like, you know, the man that lives in rural Missouri and just works a, a farm and has, you know, raises a couple kids and then passes and nobody knows him except maybe some of his neighbors and wherever he shops. Like, and, and that man's life, like, full of dedication and commitment and, like, love for his family, like, that's beautiful. Yeah. And, and, and you know, you know when people pass, we talk about, we always talk about them <coughs> and remember all of the things that they've done. But, like, I think that the people that, like, that, I don't know, the most impactful are just the people that, like, love others mm-hmm. and, like, commit to stuff. Yeah, you know, for for me, it's like, well, what will they say when I die? Oh, she's she did some film stuff and like <laughs> she had a modeling Instagram page. No, I don't. You know, like who gives a shit about any yeah. of that stuff? It's gonna be like, yeah, like Jess will remember the times that we hung out and like how I ever influenced or yeah. impacted her or helped her, yeah. and that's it. Like that's how you're gonna remember people, and so that that is really cool. I mean. I like, I love the idea that you even like, there's so many people, I don't know actually, because I don't ever really ask people that, like if they think about that, like the quality of their life, I think, like are you, like how many people actually like sit down and like think about like, am I happy? Like I, it just like makes me happy to like, it is kind of like a dark twisted way to like think about it. It's also like, it's also beautiful and like death is part of life. So it's like, it's yeah. great that you like sit there and actually like think about like, am I happy with? where I'm at if I die tonight, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, and I think about that all the time. I'm like, sometimes when I go to sleep, I'm like, I could die in my sleep tonight from who knows yeah. what. Like, I don't yeah. know. Like, who knows? And it's like, because sometimes I'm like, I'm alone. Like, will anybody find me? Like, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, I'm like, how long will I be here before? I was like, will my dogs, like, start eating me? Like, I don't know. No, yeah. but, like, I love, I just, like, think it's just, like, beautiful to, like, hear somebody actually, like, think about if they're, like, and it's kind of like what you're talking about when it's like, if you strip away everything, like, Am I, are you happy with what you are? Like, are you, is that, are you happy with that? Like, yeah. if you don't have all the, like, if, I don't have, if I'm not covered in pain, if I'm just Jess and all you have is, like, me, like, am I happy with that? Am I, yeah, like, I just think it's a beautiful thought. Like, I think everybody should kind of think about that. Like, and get up at whatever time they go to bed and just start cleaning their room if they're not happy. <laughs> like, I think that's amazing. Like, hell yeah. It's a white space, right? <laughs> Make the uh, make the job easier for the detectives. At least my room's clean, right? I don't know if you want to uh, scrounge through all my clothing. It's just like piled in. You don't want to know. I'm I'm a mess. It's, it's I'm beautiful chaos. These are great questions. Uh, let's keep it rolling. Cool. Izzy, we're back. We're back to Iz. Let's. Uh, all right. the, what's the next one under the jar? How would I define a friend? Ooh. I think not having any definitions to a friend is actually kind of the most freeing because like there it like having whether it's a friend or friendship, a business partner, like it strips away this whole like checklist or expectation thing where like a friend has to be this, 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 and this. But it's like okay, if they're not those things, or if, like, you have this standard, essentially no one is going to, like, meet up to that checklist because, like, that's a checklist that's, like, relative to yourself, and then, like, you're trying to put those on somebody else, which is not fair. It's like, you don't remember my birthday? 
Yeah. We've been friends for 15 years. But, like, yeah, and then in that, I mean, like, my dad, for instance, like, he, like, barely ever remembers, like, my birthday, but that's just because he has bad memory, and, like, I'm not going to be like, oh, you're a bad father because you don't remember my birthday, but... I I want us to go a little bit further in that question. Yeah. Like, not just how do you define a friend, but... Mm -hmm. Who do you trust that is a friend? Mm-hmm. How how can you trust a friend? You know, yeah. like a person that's in a room that it calls your friend, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I think there's a lot we can play off of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't want to think it's just one dimension yeah. on that, but keep on going. Um, so kind of like, yeah, going, so first stripping off of like, okay, I have these expectations of what a person should be, but then like whoever you meet, like how does like your energy like vibrate with everybody else? And then like with that, you like, accept someone for who they are and like there's so much like depth to just like accepting someone because then like that remedies to how you also accept yourself and then a lot of times like I mean the counter whatever argument of like a friend or being like an enemy or someone you just don't like like for me whenever I come across someone that I don't necessarily agree with instead of being like, oh, I don't like this person, I kind of wonder, why does this make me uncomfortable? And then like, I kind of turn it back to myself and being like, okay, that's because I have this problem with myself. But kind of going um, back to the whole friend thing, um, that's like hard, like, I don't know, like I don't really define a friend, I just kind of have them, you know? They're just people with me. Uh, I think there are different kinds of friends, right? So I think I have I have a lot of, uh, you know, friends from high school that um, I haven't seen forever, and when I do see them, it's like not, no time has passed. And then I have friends that, you know, I'm, I'm really close to, but I probably don't share my entire life with them, and or I have acquaintances or, like, creative friends. Um, and then I have some, like, a couple really, really close friends where I can literally tell them anything. And those just having even just, you know, one or two of those kind of friends where there's absolutely no judgment and you can tell them literally every part of your life. Like, and and so I have a couple of girlfriends that are like that. And then I actually, my brother is, I'm super close to him and I'm super close to um, my cousin uh, who kind of stepped in as like a brother role when my, I, my older brother passed away and he kind of became because um, I have an older brother and a younger brother. So he was older, so he kind of became my older brother because um, we both, and he was very close with my brother, so they kind of lost the same person. We bonded. And I, I um, he's, a, he's my drunk call. Um, <laughs> we designate each other as our drunk calls. And for a while, he was in uh, the Navy station in Hawaii. And so his drunk call to me at like 4, 3 in the morning there would be like my 8 a.m., and so I would be waking up to him like, I'm on a park bench somewhere. And, you know, like, <laughs> and so I get these awesome phone calls and then I'll call him and, um, you know, so you don't like make a mistake of calling or texting or posting on your s- snap story or your whatever, the something stupid. Um, you just call and shoot the shit with someone you're really close with. So, um, you know, you just have those friends that, that, yeah, I think that's it. Like that you can lit and it's kind of weird that, my cousin and my brother are part of that list that I can tell like literally anything to. And um, I don't, my brother is like, we've been through a lot of shit together and we're super close. So um, I guess my cousin too. So, but it's just that it's like just being able to be absolutely totally vulnerable with someone. Yeah. Yeah. I, 
might sound a little cold, but like kind of to what you're saying, like I feel like the people in your life kind of, s it's kind of what both of you are saying, like the people in your life serve a purpose. Like I know that sounds just like very like, uh, but I mean, it's kind of going back to like, I'm not trying to put anything on anybody that doesn't want to, you know, be that person in my life. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to, I've definitely had instances where I felt like, really strong connections with people I've just met and I feel like I can tell them anything and they're not going to you know yeah. judge me so when it comes to like friends it's like I wouldn't necessarily call that person a friend but I don't know like I just feel like there are people in your life that serve a certain purpose and like I think they can all be friends of yours but it's just like what level of friend are they I guess I don't I don't know like I'd hire not to like hierarchy people <laughs> but I mean like they're like it just is what it is like there are some people that it's like yo I just chill out with this dude when we're like smoking weed and shit like that like that's my dude that we do that with like that's but I don't like we're not gonna go out to the club together and be like what up you know what I mean so like I don't know like but that guy can also like tell almost anything to like those people like mostly the people I find that I tell anything to are the people that have been with me through most of my life at this point because like those people have seen me change and grow and like if those people are still in my life I think there's something to be said for that like time I think is a huge factor in like I a friend for me I guess like I mean I'm not gonna be like he's a better friend because I've known him for 15 years I've only known you for about eight months so um, I mean I might have a little like if I was getting married there'd be some hierarchy there but <laughs> <laughs> but we're not there yet anyway that's a little that's that's a random tangent but yeah I, yeah I don't know that's kind of it's a friend is they everybody has a purpose like I don't yeah I just feel like a cold-hearted asshole <laughs> no not at all <laughs> Um. Yeah. Next question. Dive in. Yeah, dive in there. Okay. What are we what gonna we get? get? What are we gonna what get? What are we gonna get? Is reaching out in moments needed a bad thing? Um, I don't think so. I think it just depends on like what you want in that moment of need. Um, I don't think it's ever a bad thing if that's what you're, if that's what you like to do. I mean, as long as it's. I hate to say this because they're going to be like, at some point, like, if something bad happens, you can't always just like, cause sometimes you got to like deal with shit yourself. You know what I mean? Not everybody's always available to you to sit there and listen to your bullshit. Like, sometimes, like, I'm guilty of like, I feel like I'll call Molly. Like, every time something shitty happens, just to be like, Molly, I love you. Like, tell me what to do. Like, you know, sometimes I definitely do that, but I don't. I also get to a point where I'm like, I can't do that to her because, like, she's got her own shit going on in her life. Like, I need to, like, learn to deal with my shit. So no, I don't think it's a bad thing. Um, I think it's always a good thing if you want to, and if somebody's willing to listen. Yeah, I, mean, well I, I think it's like, it, it's how you do it as well too, because I think, um, you know, I've have some friends that will reach out and they're struggling, but they don't, they don't like tell me that they are. Instead, they like guilt trip me that I haven't seen them in a long time. And then, and then it's like, well, and then I, I, I might have like a, snotty response to it and then and then they like drop a bomb about shit that's going on in their life and it's like oh shit now I feel terrible <laughs> right like like how about you reach out so I think it's I think it's that just with vulnerability though of like because in that moment it's like she wasn't able to be fully vulnerable with me and fully like honest and I think like reaching out and being honest on both ends too of like if someone you know sometimes you have that person that's just like they're leeching 
from you, you know, just like energy and time and like nothing's coming of it because they're not helping themselves, but shit keeps happening, you know, and it's like, and some of it they could be putting on themselves, some of it could be bad situation, but um, I think that's like just being honest on both ends of like, like being honest with your time, how much you can help other people without being a detriment to yourself and then you need, you know, to like recoup. Um, and then on the other end of just being honest with like, reaching out instead of doing any sort of mind games that like make you feel better about you know just yeah. like the mental play or whatever um for me i was definitely that person that like if i go through something i like call like one person and then like if that person doesn't give me like the response that i want to call another person if that person doesn't give me the response i want to call another person and then so i was like okay one i've determined that my friends are no longer therapists <laughs> and i'm that like i'm like nope y'all i'm not gonna yeah. not that i'm not gonna tell y'all shit but i'm not gonna give you the raw like feelings of it so then like i reached out and i got like professional help and so now like i have access to my therapist who's like also a life coach and I have like 24 hour access to her and that like has kind of changed the way that I've reached out to people because it like the way that that connection works is she's like I want you to be clear it's not you venting to me it's you telling me what's going on and then us creating a plan of action so that way I can like first like okay like we're going to calm down and then we're going to take the steps and then with those steps that's like when we separate and then I take it upon like myself to do that and that's kind of going on with what you were saying because I've had a lot of friends including myself like get all this advice or give all this advice and then like that's just the end of it like there's no like internalization of that and like there's only so much that you can do for someone and there comes a point where like maybe you don't need to cut them off but like they do like it needs they do need to like help themselves and like yeah. I mean reaching out is important but like you have to remember the purpose of that right. you know right. yeah. yeah you can't abuse you just can't abuse that because you're not helping yourself and you're not really you're kind of stressing the relationship that you have with that person if you're constantly doing it and not doing I mean yeah you can't you just can't abuse that you got to call them at the right time like there have been times when I'm like maybe I shouldn't have called like right in that moment where it's really bad I mean there are definite times where it's like I have thing like Molly knows that she's like she's explicitly told me like call me if you are feeling like this like and she's like it, I'm not gonna necessarily know what to do but she's like but she's agreed to like know how I'm gonna be in those situations and she knows like I just want you because she's like just because I care about you and I would just rather you like I'll go through moments of just feeling terribly alone which I'm sure that you guys probably everybody in here yeah. has probably experienced that and it's just like this is the first time I've ever lived on my own and so it is it gets really like there are moments when it's just like it's really fucking hard and so like yeah maybe she doesn't need to be there right in that immediate moment when I'm just like breaking down can't kind of get it together because otherwise she's just gonna have a, a mess on the phone and it doesn't Do no pun intended <laughs> just the mess um but like yeah like it yeah you can't abuse that shit you gotta be there you gotta and i think that that's there's also something to be said for reaching out and getting professional help because friends can be not i mean you know yes. their response if, if they don't know what to say or if they you know sometimes the responses isn't aren't the right way or they they don't help you explore they just kind of tell you things and um i think it's always a good you know, therapists are, like, professionally trained in, like, helping you understand yourself. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up professionals because we have just been talking about our friends and, like, professionals are great. They're wonderful therapists. Oh, yeah. Are yeah. 
I mean, that can be if you find your right one. There's, I have a whole, that's a whole other topic itself, just talking about therapists and like finding a therapist. It's difficult. It's, it shouldn't be so difficult to find a therapist nowadays, but it can be like if you're trying to keep it on your insurance, but yes, we don't need to go down that road. So <laughs> I mean, that's a very, I just had, I just went through a recent struggle of like trying to find a therapist and like find the right kind, like the one that it's not, I don't know, I've been to therapists where it's like they immediately, like the instant that they diagnose that you're depressed, you're like, wow, thanks, didn't know, like, thank you, Captain Obvious, that's why I'm here, like, but then they, they're like, oh, you're depressed, I'm like, okay, like, if there's, if I had a dollar for every time I took that fucking quiz where they're like, I'm like, God, yes, I'm like, don't give me this fucking thing one more time, I'm like, I know I'm depressed, that's literally why I'm here, but like, then there's, like, after you take that, and they're like, yep, you're depressed. You're like, mm. they're like, here's all this medication. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, I'm not against it. I mean, personally, I'd rather not be on, like, medication. But some people need that shit, and I'm, like, totally fine with that. I personally, like, don't like the way that I feel on it. And so, I don't know. I also don't like doctors that just immediately start off with, like, here's a prescription. And I'm like, seven? a psychiatrist in Texas like seven different medications on the first like session and she was just like just try these like I'm like that like that's too much of a burden to just be like okay I'm gonna like agree to be a guinea pig like that's yeah. that's like your perception it's not even just like oh like like I don't know like I have this weird thing with psychiatrists but <laughs> Like, I came here, like, I want somebody to talk to me, like, talk to me, like, help me, like, use your education as, like, a way to help me through my shit. Like, that's what I'm here for. Like, to me, that's what I'm yeah. paying for. Like, that I'm not here so that you can just pump me full of medication and then be like, so what's wrong with you? And not really give a shit. Like, yeah. I want you to listen to me, kind of back to what we were talking about, like, what's a friend or whatever, or, like, what is help? It's like, listen to me, like... Mm -hmm. Try listen to what I'm saying. Like, try to maybe put yourself in my shoes. I don't know. Like, give me something to like. Yeah. Kind of. I like how you're talking about like your therapist. Like, you guys put a plan in place. To, this is an eventing. Like, what do I do? How do I deal yeah. with this? These emotions in this moment. Like, don't just like pump me full of medication and then be like, okay, yeah. so like, what's wrong? And then like, pretend that you are really trying to figure out what's going on in this thing. So like my most recent interaction with a psychiatrist here um i was telling him like all about like how it was like this like experimental like drug guinea pig thing and then i was like okay but this is a medication that's been working for me and i know that like i've been on it for like a year and a half i know that this works and then on top of that he was like okay but like you're also like this this and this and then putting even more diagnoses on that and then like with that he was like okay now i'm gonna that's put so you crazy. right it's like they don't listen and i'm like and so he was like, hey, I want to put you on these types of medication. And I was like, no, like, I'm telling you right now that I don't like these. I don't like how they feel. And, like, at one point I was like, okay, I get it that you have a Ph.D., but you have a Ph.D. in, like, the science. You don't have a Ph.D. in me. Like, and that's, right. like, knowing, like, yourself and knowing when to be like, no, like, you're wrong. Like, I'm telling you that you as a, like, a clinical whatever are wrong because you do not – you didn't go to eight years of school to know about me. Right, right. I think kind of like, and like kind of what Kate just brought up, if nobody heard that, but like th these doctors do, like they do get money for prescribing these medications. Like it's fucking insane. And it's like, that's part of like my resistance. Kind of just, 
whatever, like, fuck the man. Like, I'm just like, you know, I'm not here to feed, which that's nothing against, like, somebody yeah. actually needing, like, if you need the medication, it's just been so abused, like, and it's like, you shouldn't be, just because, like, that's crazy to me that, like, somebody's more worried about money than, like, the health of somebody. Like, when somebody's become, like, steps into that profession, don't you think, like, like, don't you think that they're coming in there wanting to help people, not just, like, I mean, you would hope. Yeah. I don't know. This is America, though, so. Yeah. <laughs> of course, I'm sure that, like, the stipends from medications are probably a reason that people want to become therapists. They're probably like, oh, yeah. Yeah, because at the end of the day, like, <laughs> look at all these bonuses I get if I just pump people full of drugs. So Yeah, because it's still America. feeding them. Like, th as long as their well-being is fine, it ours doesn't matter, right? Right. Fuck that. Fuck this. <laughs> I love I love professional help, but like literally it's so hard. Like it's like I just want somebody to fucking talk to. Like that's literally it. Like mm -hmm. I just want somebody to talk to that's educated and smart and like can help me work through the fucking yeah. shit that I'm doing. So I'm like, send me your therapist number. <laughs> I, I think it like the the biggest thing with going to uh, uh for for me going to professional was like just having someone with the formal education to tell me like okay, like, you know, of course they give you, like, a, this is a pamphlet of the grie grieving process or whatever. It doesn't look like that, though. There's not, like, one, two, three, four. But, like, you know, those steps, it's all intermingled, and it's really confusing and, and how, you're, how you're feeling and just, like, resin just asking them, like, is this normal? Like, is it okay that I'm feeling this way? And then, and then kind of, like, walking through that of, like, all of the, you know, I... So when my, my brother passed, I, I went to, when it's funny, every time you go to a therapist, you always think that you're going to go for something and then some old shit comes up and you're like, what? I've got like <laughs> family issues and like, you know, with your parents and all this and, and you learn, <laughs> you learn a lot. I swear every time it, it turns into something else, but, um, but I think it's because it probably feeds into everything else that's going on currently. And so, um, but just, just knowing like, you know, what that process looks like. I think it, for me, it's like, it's, I need like the facts behind it. I wanna like, okay, people that go through this, I'll, I'll like Google like, how long does it take to get over? You know, like a different stuff, like whatever you're going through, it's like, what does the grieving process really look like and what can I expect from it? And it's, I don't know, I'm just so like weird about that, but it's so, conf it's just so confusing and um, I, like losing losing a brother was was really really difficult and so going through like that process of and then you have really specific things like dreams that will happen or like things that keep like I like imagery that keep coming up in your head and like just being able to tell someone about that that doesn't that and that person doesn't know any you know any of your life they're totally separate you can tell them anything and they'll understand um that that's cool too that separation because then you don't have to worry about like anything. And um, although I, I, I did once um, run into one of my therapists at IKEA. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I uh, my like the most recent one I went to last year, uh, and I didn't. I saw her, and I like I was like, uh, this is weird, you know. <laughs> and so I like I dipped out. I was like I kind of didn't want to see her. She was like with her daughter and. And uh, she oh she was God. awesome. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm good now. Um, I don't need. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like this woman knows all of my shit about my whole life and my parents and like, yeah. That's the scariest. It's like, 
Because she knows everything. So it's like, oh, it's weird to see her in Ikea, this woman <laughs> walking around with all my... But, uh, yeah, it's just like going to someone that's that's professional. I think, honestly, I think that everyone should go at, like, have, like, a couple sessions at, at some point in their life with a therapist because I really do think that it brings up issues that you don't even realize were there. And I really, I don't think that it's creating issues. I think we all have issues. And I think we all don't understand how much it feeds into, like, oh, my gosh, our upbringing and our parents and family, how much that feeds into everything now, everything. And so, um, yeah, really, I just, and and trying to understand that, I think, is something that you have to do as, like, a responsible human being to yourself. That's self-care. Understanding your your upbringing and understanding uh, those vulnerabilities, extra vulnerabilities, like who my dad drank growing up and how that affected my life and how much, you know, I didn't think that it did or like, and he had, he had anger issues on, yeah. And so, you know, that, that kind of stuff like fed into a lot of things in my life and I, my parents are divorced and how, how all of those weird feelings of a parent getting remarried, then all of a sudden I have step siblings that I never wanted to claim as mine because I've never had sisters before and I, I never really saw them anyway, but, and then my, my dad now has grandkids through his uh, wife and like I it's just me and my brother we don't we're this age no kids no n- not married like um, so just like you know she has like grown up it's just all of all of your mess of family <laughs> life you know and trying to understand all of that like why can't I claim this person as a family member it's so catty you know like what is it what's the deep-seated issues with with growing up and like that vulnerability that's feeling torn away that kind of shit like never stops happening either and like that's the thing that people don't realize like it's not just all the shit from your past that definitely like molds who you are today but like I mean family wise like I've had some like huge shit come out with my family like and like when you're talking about that separation it's like my grandpa has um like he molested like family members of mine and so like it like that came out like shit like three years ago it's like we're still reeling through that and it's like you can't always tell everybody that like when you have like a separation like so like with a professional like when you don't have a separation so like when you have a professional with that separation you feel like you can just be honest because like all my friends and stuff they know who this man is they've met this man they've been in his like vicinity and so like to learn this now like as adults they're like what the fuck and it's like it's weird because like it's a crazy situation it's like but having somebody there that's a professional that's separated that don't have that emotional like attachment to it is so beneficial because it's like I can't talk to my friends about it because they know the man and like I need somebody well, that and there's just, stigma like, too yeah which I think uh, I think I've talked about this for, s- for whatever reason recently that there is is stigma to like being attracted to children, I I oh honestly yeah. think is it's a like it's something that you need to get help for. And as as we continue to like bash, pe- there there I guess was a like a show where some guy would like bait yeah. uh, men, and then he would publicly expose them, and then it would ruin their life. Didn't they do that on like Dateline? Didn't yes. wasn't that yeah, on like yeah, Dateline yeah, NBC? Like, and like the thing is, like huge, like you're like crucifying these people, and. Like, how are you going to be able, like, people that have this, like, 
how are they going to get help if it's like right. nobody, th- you know, it's because you don't understand it as like a mental illness. It's not like they are choosing that they right. want to do that. Right. I like, you know, if you're a, there's uh, something shoot, fucked up there. Killer, like there's something not right. Like, yeah. There, there is, there's something that like you need help. You need to get help for. And the more that we like, you know, cr- and they don't, there is no really like help people. for it. Like mentally there is no, like, my grandfather, like, the whole process, like, once everything went, like, he went to jail, but, like, he's already out now and off parole, you know what I mean? Like, of course, he's listed as, like, a sex offender and everything like that, but he, like, there's no, they weren't, like, you have to go get, like, help. Like, my family was kind of, like, well, I'm, like, well, what are they going to do with him? Like, my questions were, like, I mean, it's this weird thing because, and, like, there's nothing, like, in terms of, like, help for, like, the family, too. Like, all of us are grieving, in a sense, because, like, I mean, some, especially, like, for the family members that it happened to, like, they're, like, he's dead. Like, my family members have told their friends, and like, he's gone, like, that he's not alive anymore. And so, like, and none of us, like, my family hasn't ever really dealt with any of it. So it's, like, but there's nothing for, like, the family of the, like, there's everything there for the victims, which is great. There needs to be. But, like, when the victims are within the family, like, it's fucking crazy. It, like, breaks down everything, and it's, like, to find help for somebody to understand like how we feel because like for me to sit here and be like this is going to probably piss a lot of people off but it's like I still have love for my grandfather and like he did some really fucked up shit like I mean like I mean I struggle with it of course but it's like that's the part like that's why I want the professional like that's where I need but like there's not a lot you can't go out there and like there's a lot of people that are like versed in like I specialize in like traumatic I mean maybe there is maybe I just haven't found it like but like something where like a specific traumatic event like that it's like how do you what does the family do how do we pick up the pieces he's still around he still tries to call my mom and like it sends her into a complete panic it's like what do we do in these situations and it's like I've told my family like all of them I'm very like we need to do like a group therapy thing like where we can all get it out and like be able like a safe spot where we can talk about all this and like that's where I think yeah, that yeah. professional separation. Anyway, it's kind of went off on a wild well, tangent. No, I think that I, I think that it's really easy to hate people when you don't understand or you haven't had that experience. I think that um, when you like, I don't know. For for example, like I have multiple people in my family have been, um, you know, have DUIs or have been driving drunk. It's really easy on the news to be like, oh fuck that dude that was drunk and hit that person and killed them. It's like, yeah, but that person has a family and that person has a life and that's that's a real person that yeah. that I'm like that's that wasn't their intention. You know, they're not out there trying to. And I think that it's just it was really easy. And so if I'm if I'm going to be uh, fully honest, my my older brother passed away in, in a motorcycle accident because and he was drinking and it was yeah. very very bad accident and um it's it's I remember in college someone saying something like fuck every like drunk driver out there da 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 or something and it's like that's heartbreaking yeah Yeah, but it's like that you don't know my brother and it's yeah and it's it's just so easy and 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 I think this this is with everything it's so easy to hate things you don't understand or you don't know or you have no experience with it's really easy to hate people that look different than you it's really easy especially shit if you haven't like traveled at all and you've never seen people that look different than you if you live in a tiny town and you've never seen really the world if it's really easy to hate things that that don't look like your culture don't look like you or you don't understand and I think that 
I think that it's it's like again I think it's a responsibility to to try to understand other people and to step outside yourself and and listen to your experience and 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 understand that aspect understand the a- the the pieces of stories that you that you don't you know that you're not seeing on the news yeah. when you see whatever happening there is so much more and it's it's just it's we should sh- we should never just take someone and just to be like they should die <laughs> like right. I hate well, them it's really crazy it's you just everybody has their shit like I know everybody says that but it's so true um it's just everybody has shit going on and yeah like you just can't judge don't judge a book by his cover okay (laughs) this is uh I just drew from uh the jar uh this says my identity is found in um I, I was like, I'm really excited for this because it's going to be really complicated. Um, and I'm, uh, I, I honestly, I think that my identity comes from a conglomerate of many things. Um, and it's probably rooted really in, in my faith and understanding who I am in the world. And my purpose in the world is to love other people and um, just try to do good. You know, leave the world a little better than when you came. Um, or at least intend to. <laughs> um, and I think within that, um, my identity is probably just found in, in my purpose in that and my the things that I, like m- I'm passionate for um, and the people around me that are kind of lifting me up. But yeah, so I guess it's, um, you know, it's, it's what I love to do. So I love to create, I love art, I love um, film, I love all things subjective and, and uh everything that can be interpreted differently. Um, and then I think it's, I think it really is like my understanding of who I am in the world. So it's, it's really my faith and my understanding of um, just wanting to like love other people and create like beautiful things. So I'm, that's a hard question. <laughs> I mean, um, okay. My identity, that's, yeah, that's a, that is a really <laughs> hard question, just because it is so, like, there's so many layers in that. Um, but I guess to keep the integrity of the complications in the level, in the layers, um, I would say that my identity is found within synthesism, specifically, like, revolving around the dialectic. Um, so what the dialectic is, in short, is, like, two opposing views, they get rid of, like, the right or wrong, but seeing the value in both sides no matter how like wide of the spectrum they are and then through seeing the values they kind of mesh together and then a synthesism is formed so that's kind of how I see my identity because like it's very like my identity is very very complicated it's not like it changes like every month or every day but it's like every second there's like something always affecting it and there's always like little tiny like synthesisms and like growths like yeah. spurring from that, like whether it's like a conversation or like just like a nice cloud outside or like the change <laughs> yeah. of weather or like just little tiny things that like always are like pushing me in some sort of direction. And then that kind of like feeds into like how I choose to express that. But I guess identity is more of like something that's internal and always really is internal. And then like how I express myself, whether it's through painting, whether it's through writing or fashion or whatever it is, that's just like a reflection of what's going on internally because like on social media, for example, I could 
post something really, really positive, right? Mm. But like, chances are I'm posting something positive because I feel like catastrophically yeah. like chaotic. Yeah. And so, to understand that like there is a like a relationship between the way that I express myself, but like for the most part, it's like this internal like conversation between both like the void, which shouldn't be like tried to fill or covered up or anything but just like accepted in love and then on the other side of like this like massive amount of juice <laughs> I guess yeah I don't this question is it's so good it, it's so hard like that's why it's so good I'm like I just one of those things I have to keep looking at to just be like okay mm I mean my identity it's like what the fuck is my identity like I don't know like, like your identity yeah before, like right? yeah like who who, like, who am I to say who, I don't know, like, I feel like kind of what you were talking about, I'm this constantly evolving thing, like, everything that I do is changing who I am, and kind of what you're saying, like, I just try to be a decent person, I try not to be a total shithead, but I also try to stand up for myself, and, you know, the work that I do, I mean, there are certain times, like, I just try to be a strong person, somebody that's just, I don't know, my identity is just that, I, I, I always tell people, like, what you see is what you get. Like, I never want to try to be anything that I'm not. I mean, there are definitely situations where I'm kind of, like, maybe, like, playing it up a little bit or playing a character that might not be. But everything that you see, like, is me. Like, that's that's all me. Like, I mean, I try to be Jess. Like, I don't try to really – yeah, I don't really try to put my – like, when people ask me things about, you know, like – I don't know, I think when identity a lot comes to like your sexual identity, I think a lot of people go there and like really think about that. It's like, I, even when it comes to that kind of stuff, like I try not to put myself, like I don't want to sound like one of those hippy dippy people that's like, I try not to put myself in a box, but like for real, I don't. Like life, why? Why would I? Life's too short for that. I'm not trying to say that I'm, and I feel like if I'm putting myself in a box, I'm saying everything outside of that box isn't acceptable. You know what I mean? And so like, I'm not ever like, I don't ever think that kind of what we were talking about. You never know somebody's story. So like, I just try to be as real and genuine as I can be. And just like, what you see is what you get. So, so I, I've, I've had this idea recently of labeling yourself. Um, and, and it, it kind of uh, restricts you. And I, and I've been doing this my whole life and I, we all do it, but you know, in, in college, like I, I didn't play any sports, you know, like nothing athletic in college. I was like so insecure about my ability to, to perform in any sort of athletic setting that I s just stayed away from it. And I was like the art girl that like couldn't do athletics. And it was like a thing my friends would joke because I was friends with a lot of athletes and we're like, this is our non-athletic friend. Yeah. Like literally I was, I was labeled that and now like, now I'm going to like dance classes and I'm like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not insecure about like going out and playing stupid like fan volleyball. I don't care anymore, yeah. but like, um, I think that when you label yourself, and I've done this of like, I can't cook, I can't keep plants alive, I can't, and every time I do that, I'm, I'm, I'm creating an identity in myself that isn't even true. And so it's like, that's not true. I can cook. I don't fucking care about cooking. So I'm not going to learn it. And, I, and I'm not going to put any time into it. And I'm going to make like shitty food because I don't care. But I can do this. Like, and so it's like, I, I, I try, I've, for a while I was like, and and I think that it, there's this weird thing about being uh, a woman. I you know I'm I'm career oriented. Um, my my mother is a very strong personality, 
and she, I think, has always not really felt like she fulfills the housewife idea, you know, or the the female stuff. She's very good with finance. She would take care of the yard when she did a lot of like the male things in the house um, and so you know I grew up like not really ha you know having as much of like a feminine role model you know I'm just I had this strong woman that could do it all and so you know growing up I just didn't care about a lot of the things that you know women used to be very proud of like and so I've joked that I need a house husband or whatever but <laughs> I, because I don't care about any of that stuff yeah mister yeah that's that's I just need a house husband. Um, but I just, I've always like said things that my mom have said, you know, that I, I'm not this or I'm not this, I'm not. And just every time I did that, I was limiting myself. And I, I really was honestly lying to myself because then I would never put effort into being that thing or trying, even trying it. You know, it's like, oh, I can't, I kill plants. I'm not going to buy a plant. Well, actually, I have a lot of plants. Yeah. I've killed a lot of plants. I also have a lot of plants. Yeah. So it's like, well, I can keep things alive when I try to, you know, when I put the effort in and when I, so I, I think I just encourage everyone to not, you know, anything that you've ever said that you can't do or that you're not good at, yeah. like, tr like take a step back and think about like, why are you, why are you labeling, labeling yourself like that? Yeah. And like, have you ever tried it? Have you ever put time into it? Have you ever, have, do you want to, you know, it, it does, that's the real question. With some anyway. sign language going on for the listeners that are yeah, not sorry. seeing this. Yeah, sorry. I was this. like, well, are you going to yeah, say yeah. something? Or yeah, am I no. I thought she was. I was, uh, <laughs> I was asking Izzy if she was going to say anything. If not, we were just going to like, yeah. I was rolling, so. You I were. <laughs> My apology. I did not oh, mean to no, anything. Oh, no, I thought Jess was going to say something. But. Uh, I wasn't, but I totally forgot. <laughs> okay. Well, if it comes back ab okay. about, let's let's definitely talk about it. I, great discussion for, for the third podcast. Uh, the third episode for she says I really appreciate everyone. Let's move into some funness since we we were yeah. we were in a we were in a a very deep conversation. Yeah. I I literally yeah. sat down. Yeah, no, it's great. I literally sat down my mic because I was like, I don't need this anymore. <laughs> so for the for the for the newbies, we're gonna just gonna move a little bit for the new flex the no flex zone, not new the new no flex zone. This part of the show, uh, we're just going to talk about some hype because we always throw that in the she says. I, I love hearing the, the female side of, of fashion. So I'm just going to go through some things real quick. Let me just pull them out. All right, first, so there's some knowledge on here as well for those that don't know about like the products that I'm going to be showing up. No, no, it's all good. So let's let's just throw it out there. It's okay. So first we've got the Salt 700 from Easy. This just came out on Saturday. So pretty pretty plain color, not a whole lot going on. Um, anything to to add to this Quite image? Like is that all? I don't know. I have them on right now. Oh shit. Yeah. Dude, I wear those if it can give me some height. I'm not gonna lie. I love me some yay. So I mean I like them, they're dope, they're clean. How much are they? Like that's <laughs> that's what I mean. That's yeah, what I'm it like, comes down I'm to. like, how much are these? Like three twenty five. I'm like, mm, now do I wanna pay three which yay, I love you if you ever listen to this. So 
the comfortability on the 700s for me is this, this has been the, the most comfortable shoe made, period, since I've worn shoes till I'm 33 now. I haven't had a pair of comfortable shoes this comfortable ever. I can walk a miles. They just look like a Reebok. At least the color that you have on this picture, like, yours don't necessarily right now that you're wearing. Like, those are four. I like the color scheme on yours, but this white. Like very boring to me. Yeah. Just, yeah. just like very, very boring. Like, this is the new boring. version of yeah. what you have on? Yeah. Um, and then, like, we've got Nike that came in with their auto lacing technology. Dope. So now your phone, your shoe is controlled by an app on your phone. Well, that's sick. Kind of, but... controlling on your shoe? Well, it's got auto laces because everyone wanted the shoes from Back, like to, Back the to the Future. Future the yeah. Air Mags that Nike came out with, I mean, now now are reselling for around ten to $15,000 per unit. <laughs> but these came out on a more affordable. Now, what I mean affordable is that you're still paying around 350 Just for these. Just tie your own laces. <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, hey, hold on, hold on. Knowledge is free. Yeah, well, it, the comfortability, it, it does... Right, yeah, and the, the technology, technology also of having like your own personal color here, shining, uh, kind of like. See, I don't know, I don't know, uh, but five seconds. The reason, the reason. Five seconds. Oh, to like lay like those. That's a great question. The reason I I brought them up too was because they had a malfunction over the past couple of days that their their app went off on the Android phones and caused a lot of trouble. Yeah, so that much money. I don't think this is the best idea. No, I think you know. Like technology, like I like the idea of like combining technology and like garment wear, but like I think it, the technology is being used maybe in not the right or not the best way. I mean, like tying your shoes, I get it with the whole nostalgia thing with Back to the Future, but also like just learn to tie your shoes. Secondly, like the technology could have been like used for like holographic settings on the side of it and like customization so where like you don't have to like buy new shoes based on the color. Like that could have been something more effective. But something as simple as like that I don't really understand. Is it just like is this for the sneakerheads though that like just want like a collectible shoe? You know what I'm saying? Um, like is that yeah, ultimately what this ends up being? Like do you think this is for the sneakerheads this that just this want silhouette? to have like no, no, it's shoes. so true. I mean, I was already checking out the resale and whatnot, but this is actually um, basketball shoes uh, that are fairly well, worn LeBron by a basketball. Wearing them, maybe not even then, because Nike will probably be paying him out the ass to promote it. But like when right. LeBron tells me that they're like dope ass shoes, maybe. Oh, I'll wear them. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I'm like maybe. maybe. I'm like I don't really. I'm like yeah, I don't really. All right, so the Supreme, so. If you ladies didn't know, I'm I'm about Supreme, so well I'm supporting it because it means more than just hype. But that's weird. Um, their season just dropped with some outrageous colors, ideas. So I just wanted to share with you ladies, just kind of like on the on the fashion end of like what's going to be releasing throughout the next season till August. Um, just some items that they'll be releasing. It's quite interesting. Um, this is like the first thing that's green sweatshirt with like the thing. That's kind of dope. Yeah. yeah. Um, very like Brady Bunch. To yeah, me. yeah. Like well, I don't know why. I don't know if it's the color scheme. But it's very Brady Bunch. Right. A lot of the checkers. You know, yeah. the camo's big for Supreme. I don't hate it. Um, like I'm not gonna say that I. Yeah. Hate it. I'm really digging this. This like this is kind of like a. Yeah. I, guess I hate to make this reference, but this is a Bill Cosby sweater, but it's a dope sweater. Um, <laughs> Bill Cosby. Yeah. Uh, oops. All right. That's 
guess. <laughs> Fear of God, their new shoe that they're designing. Um, kind of like a, a Vans. <laughs> First, when you showed me this, I thought this was Vans. I did too. No. I thought it was. Oh, okay. So See, look at this back part. This kind of yeah, bothers me. It's, these are for men. Huge heel. I, I think they're unisex, to be honest. Okay, yeah. I mean, they definitely could be, but they look a little more. I mean, whoever wants to wear whatever the fuck they want, but I mean, I think they're cute. How much are they compared to a van? Because do Vans have like, uh, a I'm thinking three or four hundred dollars for that pair. Yeah, I think you could buy th 300, like 400 different kind of vans <laughs> than buying those. I mean, I don't know anything about this money. So. Yeah, uh, just um, Jerry Lorenzo with Fear of God, their new like release on like they did basketball silhouette as well. That kind of like trying to replace the Jordan ones or okay. Jordans in itself to not just wear you know your shoes on the court but also in the club. So he's got a I mean, big like, shooter. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, they worked on a shoe that came out just a couple months ago for about three years. So when it like released, it was kind of a, you know, a big deal. The same though, I mean, Jordan started at like 150. His shoe was starting at 350. So quality over quantity, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and then uh, least but not, you know, last but not least, least but not last, um, another, another easy. Um, the 700s, those released in March, obviously 9th. Um, this is my next pair I'm getting. Yeah, those are pretty sick. Like Just because they go well with everything. That color tone is sick. How do they differ from the other ones? You know what I mean? See, that's called the salt. And then okay. this is inertia. Yeah, but I mean, I like it better on this one. Yeah. I think they pushed really quick for this to come out because it was simple too. This had to do some thinking, you know what I mean? Right, the grays. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. These are dope. These look like a future shoe. Like these look like a. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I feel like they're more unique, and I'd rather spend the dollar amount for that. I'm right. probably still not gonna buy three hundred dollar pair of sneakers right at this moment. But. Right. So if I'm I'm saving up. Yeah. <laughs> As yeah. we speak, uh, that's what I'm doing. Um, well, that's that's it for the no flex zone. No flex so we're gonna get zone. Hey. no flex zone. They know better. They know better. No flex zone. No flex zone. Wait. How many pairs of shoes do you have, Nate? How many pairs do I have? I just need to know this. Um. No, no, no. I have I have four on rotation, and then. On four <laughs> four pairs on rotation on deck and then I have like I think twenty seven <laughs> extra on the wall. On the wall? On the wall. They oh. display your shoes? Well they're in they're in like uh shoe see through boxes where you just oh, like pull them out. He's got, he's got a museum of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> but see hey, no 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 that I'm not flexing hard at all. Like there's listeners that listen that have probably doubled what I have. Oh, yeah. But so 27 total, or do you have like some in the back? So total like 31 pairs, okay. but four on the four on the rotation. So the rest <laughs> I, like I just like the rest I just kind of amuse. Like, hey, you're next. Four pairs. <laughs> four pairs. That's what we do. And then they get retired when you get a new pair. So and no. then they're retired to the wall of yeah. the museum of yeah. shoes. Yeah. Then the they glass, just go. Then they go into the like houses. a monthly rotation. 
okay. And then they, they just get to see the light of day once. Yeah. If they if they get too much, <laughs> right. hold on though. But if they get too dusty, it's time to go. Then I resell. If they get too dusty, then it's time for them to go. That's just a sign that I don't. I just resell on grilled. I just give them off to someone else. Don't you know sell them for the full price? Obviously, because I've worn them a few times. But they, so I do you clean. Do wear any out, or you just like you see like a tiny bit, and you're just like, uh, done. There's got there's like a tiny little scratch right there, and I can see it. And this one's. Done. That's a good question. <laughs> or it I feel goes like I'm putting on the spot right now, <laughs> but my style. <laughs> no, it's it's a good question. I'm, I'm glad you bring that up. I would I do want to mention. I'm glad you brought shoes because we do have the she says long sleeve navy champion tees that are still for sale. Still for sale on www.streetwave.com slash she says. That's where you can find out what's going on with she says in general, what we're going to be doing. We've got a full season lined up for all the listeners out there um, until like May. And then the summer series kicks off and then we go live. So that's what's up. Um, one last question I want to go down around the room. I want the listeners to know about shoes. What's going on in your life and where they can find out what's going on in your life. Go, oh. whoever. What's going on in my life right now? Um, uh, I am in the midst of getting a nonprofit going. Fam, shout out to Fam mm. um, for artistic minds. For anybody that doesn't know, um, check that shit out on Instagram. Um, yeah, I've got some large canvases that I'm painting right now, like huge, like six foot by six foot, that I'm very excited about. Um, yeah, just that's that's about it, guys. I'm really pumped for. Warm weather. Like I'm, I'm ready Please, warm get weather. Get back to Please me in spring, here. and I'll be doing a lot more. But, yeah, that's right. kind of what I'm working on right now. Hey, appreciate that. All right. Um, so what I got going on right now is basically getting some meetings situated for West 18th Street Fashion Show that's coming up in um, the summer, I think, in June. So our designer call like our open call for designers ends march 3rd and then we'll be sending a model casting and um an open call for makeup artists and volunteers if you want to get involved and so follow us on west 18th street fashion show and then for me i'm just producing work just doing what i do um you know, getting some modeling in. So if anyone needs a pretty little lady, hit me up. <laughs> also, the next fam meeting is March 10th at at Normal Human. Oh yeah, I'm doing some photo shoots, like body painting people. But but that's that's we're gonna keep that under wraps right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we got some big we got some big ones coming up. Ooh. But yeah, March 10th, guys. Four artistic minds, come hang out. It's it's a good time. I won't be in town. Sad. Uh, yeah, I girl. am. Uh, doing some cool stuff this coming month. Uh, I am going to South by Southwest, oh. going to the film sessions and stuff. Um, Will you get an autograph of Matt Damon for me? If I see him, we see him. I will be like, hey man, try to be cool. What up? Like, we're cool. Well, I'm not <laughs> do I play it? No, no, I do not. Yeah, I, I got a film list, man. I've got a lot of things I need to be watching. Um, anyway, that's that's a whole separate thing. I'm too busy sometimes, though. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Oh, totally into film festivals. Yeah. 
Yeah, and what else am I doing? I'm always shooting, like once a week, and always. I'm doing, uh, I'm finishing a round of my MBA classes, uh, so then I get a break for spring break, which I'm going to South by Southwest, so. Um, doing lots of stuff. I'm, I'm also trying to write a couple like screenplays. Um, I also, my, my brother actually raps and he's pretty fucking good at it. And um, I'm trying to get him on Spotify. He finally has some pieces that he uh, is willing to post because he's very picky with how it sounds and stuff. So um, what, so w eventually he's nobody on, on anything really. You can't really find him anywhere right now, but, um, we're going to drop his stuff at some point and I'm really excited cause that's like totally up my alley and I just love to market and like create things and brands and build people up. So, um, be looking for that, I guess. Uh, so yeah, just doing, try, trying to keep busy and definitely waiting for warmer weather, especially because I'm supposed to get a motorcycle on Monday, I call it a motorcycle. It's a baby, it's like a little baby scooter thing. It's gonna look real sad. It'll be my step up into the motorcycle world. Gonna start somewhere. But it'll be, it'll be sweet. And yeah. Uh, it, yeah, yeah, it is. But hey, it can like go upstairs and stuff like when I learned to ride it really well. So, so you can do tricks? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I'm gonna be able to get around. <laughs> oh yeah. Do I see the circus like in the near future? Um, and I'm, you know, getting gear so that I'm safe yeah, with yeah. it. And That's what's up. Where's that photo shoot? Yeah, right? Yeah, it's like such a little bike, though, but uh, it'll be cool. I'm not painting it. It's red, and I was thinking I would paint it something cool, but I decided instead the price to paint it is almost like an investment into getting a new bike. So I'm like, I'd just rather get, like, a cooler-looking bike than paint a little one a different color, so... <laughs> That's my plan. Is I have it for six months to a year, and then like do a step up to something bigger, cooler. Yeah, we'll see. But that's what's happening. I need, yeah, I need, I need a little. Yeah, the car. army, army motorcycle. Yeah, I think it was. Oh yeah. All right. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. All right. With that, that's uh, that's it. She says episode three. You dig? We out.